You're listening to the Joy Habit Podcast, Episode 4, The Big Lie of Mom Guilt. Hey, this podcast is all about real ideas on how your nutrition, exercise, stress management, and self-love are all foundations to your mental health and happiness. I'm Allie, a certified nutrition coach, and I'll be chatting each week with my good friend, Lindy, a licensed clinical social worker. Together, we've helped many clients reach their health goals and find emotional stability. It's possible to not only feel happy, but joyful inside and out. Here, we will discuss how to make joy a habit. So let's get started. Hey, guys, it's Allie here and Lindy. Say hi. Hi, Allie. So today we're talking about something that I am super excited to talk to Lindy about. It's something she has a lot of experience with clients talking about, and it's the biggest lie, mom guilt. So I have to tell, I have to start with a little thing that happened today. Not really a little thing. So my youngest um, was invited to a play group this morning and he was going to be gone for three hours and I was going to work out and I was going to get work done. And I had all these plans. And I went to drop him off and it had been snowing and this, my dear friend lives out in the woods and I got stuck in a snowbank for three and a half hours. Oh, <laughs> Watching the time tick by and he was playing with his friends in the house and she called her friend over to come help me. And I just saw like all my plans falling through and I was getting like trying not to be really frustrated trying to count the blessings of how nice this guy was to help me anyway I came home I didn't get anything done and I did manage to make dinner for my family tonight and I was just sitting at the table and I was thinking oh my gosh I am the worst mom I don't even enjoy being a mom some days because I I want to be working on my own things when I really Mm -hmm. should desire to be a good mom and that's not what I desire right now I'm feeling resentful (laughs) so (laughs) anyway it happens to me regularly And in talking to Lindy, it sounds like you hear from your clients a lot about mom guilt. So can you tell us what mom guilt is, what you hear from your clients, and kind of demystify the whole topic of mom guilt? Oh, gosh. Mom guilt comes so, and I think as moms, it's almost like we just roll with the word without even really thinking about what that really means or what that really is. Mm -hmm. But we all, you hear someone say mom guilt, or you're like, Oh yeah. Right. I was talking <laughs> yes. to somebody and it was, you know, I'm in school and I feel guilty for leaving my kids at daycare, even though the kids have a great time and they won't remember being in daycare, you know, cause they're young enough, but that guilt of I'm not with my kids, I should be with my kids. And just, it creates feelings of doubt, anxiety, uncertainty, and it really can trigger shame of well, I'm not good enough. I'm failing as a parent. Like you're saying, Allie, like, oh, something must be wrong with me because I would rather work on my dreams than deal with my kids right now. <laughs> yes. I did. Even like you were saying, I know that happens for working moms, but even stay at home moms, I think feel it. Cause it's like, why do I not desire to be with my kids all the time? I'm here yeah. and I feel bad that I don't, I'm not loving every second of this. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I've dealt with a lot of moms too that have been in both sides of it. They've been working and then they're home and they desire the one or the other, depending on where they're at. And then they have guilt or shame of, well, something must be wrong with me because I want to be home instead of working and I'm supposed to be doing both. Or I want to be working instead of at home 
and I'm supposed to want to be at home. It's like somehow we end up telling ourselves that what we're doing and who we are is not good enough. And we have, we end up feeling the shame. So I think this concept of mom guilt really can trigger a lot of shame and negative internal self-worth issues for women and for a lot of us. So tell me when you say shame, can you explain that more to me? Cause we call it mom guilt, but you're saying it's more shame. So what do, what's the difference? I think it can be both. So my favorite definition of shame comes from Brene Brown. And she says that shame is the intensely painful feeling that you are flawed, therefore unworthy of love and belonging. And she says it's intensely painful and it's real. And it makes you feel like that you're not worthy, that you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even deserve to be a mom because I'm not good enough. Yeah, exactly. Well, if I was a good mom, I wouldn't have these feelings. If I was a good mom, my kids wouldn't drive me nuts. Or (laughs) if I was a good mom, I wouldn't yell. Definitely. And so uh, the other thing she says, just real quick, is she, one thing I really like that I think helped differentiate it. um, She says, Brene Brown says, guilt is I did something wrong or I did something bad. Okay. Shame is I am broken. I am wrong. I am bad. Wow. That is powerful. Because yeah. I think we do make mistakes as moms, but I don't think that's where the root cause of that mom guilt comes from. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and it, it is, it comes up like it, a lot of my clients that come in, whether they're coming in for anxiety, stress, depression, wanting to lose weight, wanting to change some of their lifestyle. The common theme I hear so much is I, I'm stressed out. There's so much to do. I I can't take time for myself. I I feel guilty. I I have to make sure everybody else is taken care of. I can't do that. Yeah, I could see that. So what, what do you counsel them when they say things like that? Well, one of the things I lately have been doing with a lot of clients is um, we start talking about goals and the question I asked that kind of helped them start to identify the the mom guilt and the shame and what really would make an impact in their life is some of the goal sheets, Ellie, that you and I have done with clients of asking if you can make one change in your life right now, what would have the biggest impact for you? And what do they say? Most often it has to do with feeling less stressed or having some time to themselves. Mm Mm-hmm you know, letting go of something, right. Whether it be letting go of that, the house has to be clean or letting go of, I have to be the one to do all of this. It more often than not has to do with letting go of something so that they have a little bit of time for themselves. So we, I usually end up focusing on, all right, how can we simplify and how can we let go of something so that you have more, not only just time, but mental energy for yourself. Mm-hmm. I, that makes sense because like today I w- I was asked to speak to a group of youth tomorrow. It's tomorrow mm-hmm. night, but I was working oh. on the presentation tonight and I <laughs> didn't need to have a handout, but 
I thought, oh, no, no, I really want to make this. Like, I went and designed this nice handout. But in my mind, I thought, okay, this really isn't necessary. If I could drop that, then I could have more time to do the other things that are hanging over my head. That's the type of thing you're talking about? Yes. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Or if I could uh, drop, um, for example, I have a client we worked on um, figuring out a time to have some meditation mindfulness time, you know, five, 10 minutes and deciding that, okay, instead of focusing on chores during a certain time of the day, that it's okay to let go of those chores and take those 10 minutes to do a little mindfulness exercise in a nap. And then that actually helps her refocus and be able to do everything else. So sometimes we get so caught up in this to be a good mom. I have to make sure everything else is taken care of. Then I can take care of myself. That ties into that shame of something's wrong with me. I have to, to be worthy. I have to be all of these things to everybody in order to feel like I'm deserving of love versus of I'm a human being and I deserve love and I am worthy of that love. Even if I fall short and have these shortcomings and I am more than just a mom, I am still a human being. I still have needs. I still have desires and passions. And yes, it's a balancing act, but that it's okay to take time for yourself. You're not falling short as a mom for taking a little bit of time for yourself so that you, I I compare it to Allie, like um, John Gottman is like the guru grandfather of um, marriage counseling. And in his, one of his books, um, the seven principles to making a marriage work. Have you ever heard of that book? No, I haven't. Okay. So, I mean, he talks about this in relationships, but I really think it applies to this too, is he talks about, it's like a bank account, right? If Mm -hmm. you are constantly withdrawing from the bank account, what's going to happen? You're going to be broke. You're going to be broke. (laughs) So you have to make deposits. You, as you withdraw, you got to make deposits. And he relates that to our emotional energy as well. So if I'm constantly giving all of my emotional energy as a mom, to my kids, to my husband, to work, to everything else and not doing anything for myself, eventually I'm going to crack and my stress level is going to explode and that will come out in me eating chocolate at night. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that makes sense. I think it's important to take time to understand what you need to, to make those deposits because uh, I know I'm an introvert and so I am recharged by being by myself. Yeah. But my husband is an extrovert and he's recharged by being with people and same with my kids. <laughs> They're extroverts. Yeah. And so I think we have to take time to identify what will recharge us and make an intentional effort to schedule that in our days. Yes. Yes. And I, like you said, that intentional effort and Oftentimes we get when we are feeling stressed, that mom guilt kicks in because we're just going, 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 going and trying to keep up. And so when we are intentional, I think it sometimes lets us let go of the guilt because we're making that decision 
and we're owning our decision and being okay with who we are and that decision we're making versus letting things just come and react to everything as it comes. Yeah, that makes sense. So I like the idea of coping with it with um, making an intentional effort to make time for ourselves. Do you have mm-hmm. like maybe two other ideas on how we can cope with mom guilt? One of my favorite things is to, um, I have a journal um, activity that I do that is from Kristen Neff. She is a self-compassion researcher who is also partnered up with Brene Brown. Um, she does a lot of work around self-compassion, what that means. And on her website, she has these exercises. And one is um, writing to yourself as if you're writing to your best friend. Because we universally moms say, oh, yes, that mom guilt. But if our, one of our best friends was saying to us, well, I feel guilty because I, I want to go out with my friends on a Friday night. Or I feel guilty because I don't want to do the laundry today. <laughs> Whatever it may be, if a friend was saying that to us, we would most of the time reassure them. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I just I love that we would be compassionate but we're not yeah. compassionate. We would, we would cheer them on and say, no, that's normal. You're, you're a good mom. You're doing a good job and you're human and you need time for yourself. That's such a good idea. Exactly. Yeah. So the journal prompt is what would you say? Talk to yourself as if you would talk to your best friend. And a book I read years ago, put it this way is to treasure yourself um, like you would the pair of ruby red slippers. It compared it to the ruby red slipper from Wizard of Oz. Aww. So, um, so that's, that's what a journaling I think is huge um, because it is a way to show self-compassion and it's a way to also help our mind sort out the jigsaw puzzle that happens in our head. Um, the and other I, thing I, I know, I know that you've also said, that there's power in pen to paper. So not just thinking through these things, but actually putting your pen on paper and having that connection from your brain to your hand, to the pen, to the paper kind of solidifies your thoughts better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it helps you see it more clearly. It's that it really helps bring in those executive functioning, fine motor skills that just thinking about it or even trying to look at it up on your phone doesn't provide. So, um, and speaking of that, hand to paper. This is why I like my third tip Okay, is, um, I'm a huge fan of post-it notes and three by five cards. Um, and I, I like, I tape them up on my mirror in my bathroom or on um, a refrigerator, um, someplace you visibly see all the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, whatever it is you're working on, it could be an affirmation like I'm okay. Or, um, I am not perfect. It's okay to make mistakes. Or I like to write questions out of what are three positive things that happened today? Or what three things did I do well today? Mm-hmm. Um, or I told you, Allie, my word that I'm focusing on this week is intentional. What am I doing intentionally this week? Mm-hmm. So I like writing those down 
And then having that, I like the three by five card because I can write the question down or I can add to it as I see my card. And then you post them just in visible places. Yes. Yeah. So like in the past I've done, I've taped it to my bathroom mirror and I've left a pin. Um, and I've had some clients do this too. And I've had them do it like if they're having issues at work. Let's do it at work and have it by your computer so that as you see the question in a place you're at all the time, have a pen handy so that while you're doing something, you're thinking about that question. So you add to it. So like I'll be brushing my teeth and the question is what things did I do well today? So as I'm brushing my teeth, I end up thinking about my day and what did I do well? And then I end up writing them down because I have a pen right there handy, ready to go. Okay. I like that. So with all those tips, let's just recap. So we talked about taking intentional time for yourself, mm-hmm. journaling, writing to yourself like you're your best friend, and then also um, writing prompts and, or affirmations and putting them in visible places. All three yeah. of those tips are wonderful. And I, but I see something in common with all of them that they take effort. It's not something that you can do reactively. This is right. proactive effort to combat the inevitable mom guilt that sneaks in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I agree. You're right. It is proactive. But I think when you start taking those proactive t- things, <coughs> when the mom guilt comes up and that self-awareness is half the battle. And we'll talk about this, I'm sure, in future podcasts about negative thinking and those type of different things. But like you said, when you are proactive, then you're a little bit more self-aware when it comes up. And then it's easier to check yourself and be like, mm, no, <laughs> I'm okay. It's okay. Yeah. And identify that that is mom guilt, which leads me to my final question. Um, maybe we're starting to answer this anyway. Why does it even matter that we try to cope with mom guilt and remedy it and be proactive, take these proactive steps to cope with mom guilt? Because the mom guilt, like I pointed out, that difference between guilt and shame can really spiral you into this negative, I'm not good enough, I'm failing, look, I can't even do this right. And I'm supposed to be a good mom. And there's also this societal pressure of what a mom should be. So it can really spiral people into a very negative shame cycle of, and depression and, you know, negative self body image because of feeling like they're failing as a mom or as a wife. Um, so it's important to remedy it and recognize like that's not based in reality. Every mom is different, but somehow we have this idealistic view of what a mom should be. And we need to stop putting those ideals on ourselves and putting so much pressure on ourselves that we can never live up to. Yeah. And I think that reminds me um, years ago, maybe like seven years ago, I had a really bad mom day and I went for a drive. It was like in the evening and I just had to get out of the house. And I went and parked outside my grandmother's house. She, I mean, it was too late. She was asleep, but I just parked there because I had fond memories of her and I called my mom on the phone. So there's three Mm -hmm. generations, you know, connected there. And I was just lamenting and crying. And I was like, mom, you were the greatest mom. And Grammy was such a good mom. 
I am not a good mom. And my mom said, Allie, you are like a little sapling. You can't compare yourself to the great oak because you're mm-hmm. just beginning and you're going to be growing and getting stronger and you're learning through the process. She's like, you, you know, she doesn't think that she was a great mom either, but she's like, you know, I had to start somewhere too. And yeah. comparing yourself to, to someone who's um, 30 years ahead of you in the game. So mm-hmm. I think you need to be aware of where we're at and we have different skills and experiences that give us the strengths um, to be the type of mom that we are. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it's so good to be able to have, like, I will say that's one more thing, Allie, too, is that if we don't check that mom guilt, it really can spiral us into this idea of isolation. And when we like, feel like I'm the only one feeling this way, even though when we all hear the term, we're like, oh yes, I totally understand that. But I, I, I have clients all the time that go, I didn't realize I wasn't the only one that think this way. And that it is so empowering when we do talk to other moms and realize, okay, I'm not alone in this journey and it's going to be okay. Like that connection and that shared experience of I'm not alone, it's okay, helps so much in helping us check that mom guilt and let go and letting it go. I love that. Find a, a safe a safe place, whether it's a community or a friend or a family member to, or a therapist or coach (laughs) to talk through these things and find that connection. That's a beautiful suggestion. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you have any other final thoughts about this lie of mom guilt or shame before we end? No, I, I think, I hope people find the tips helpful and recognize that you know, you're doing the best you can with the resources that you have at that time. And some days are going to be better than others. And sometimes you just have to ride the wave. So, Uh, and be proactive. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Allie. I look forward to speaking to you next week. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, like what you're hearing or want to learn more or maybe get some coaching tips? Visit me, Allie, at my website, foodrebelcoaching.com or Lindy at hers, mymindmystrength.com. We'd love to hear from you.